Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Black Hawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Next Steps podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Um, we're really excited to get into this next episode with you. So without further ado. Without further ado. We're I'm just going to dive right in. Let's dive in. So, Michael, <laughs> we are talking today about what if I love Jesus, but I struggle with Christians. And you preached a great sermon about this on Sunday. So when you found out that you got to teach this sermon, what was your first reaction? That's a great question. I'll give a little a little backstory. So um, I've actually done uh, this message, like a message like this uh, in different settings as I've been a college pastor here at Blackhawk and at my old church in California. And uh, I've always loved uh, teaching around this subject. Uh, a lot of college students have really appreciated it um, just with their stage of life. A lot of people have not been a Christian and wanted to be a Christian or had questions around it. But but um, being a Christian, because of the witness of, uh, you know, Christians, that caused them to really caution moving forward. And so I've done this message a couple times. And when Chris and I were kind of creating this series as co-pilots, I thought like, hey, this could be like a really important message to do. And I in no way wanted to teach it. There was 0% <laughs> of me wanted to teach this message. I'm like, this is going to be a hard message because in a way you're going to offend non-Christians and Christians, you know? <laughs> so it's like a message where you're like, okay, everyone's kind of getting it wrong. Um, and I wanted Chris to teach it <laughs> or maybe sure, Matt. Put it and on then them. they're like, you're going to teach it. And I pushed back a little bit and they're like, no, you're going to do it. So... Um, so honestly, it was tough. It was a tough message. Probably it, this message took longer than any message that I think I've done at Blackhawk because I think it's so important. Hmm. Uh, it, the, uh, who, like how we act and how we treat each other and, uh, people who are not a part of the family, Christians, man, that it's so important. I mean, it, as the college pastor and just as a Christian, I think the number one reason uh, that I've seen people leave Christianity, leave the faith is because of the witness of other Christians. Yeah. The number one church harm that I've seen is, comes from, you know, church harm comes from people. So it was a really hard one to do, um, but we're done with it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> well, how about you though, Veronica? I want to flip it back on you. Like when you heard that Blackhawk was going to do um, a message like this, what was your reaction? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you guys always do a great job. So I was excited about it. Um, but, and, and I agree. I think it's a really important topic. You know, I mean, even as staff, we, we sometimes joke about it, right? Of like, when someone asks you what you do, you're a little, there's always like a little bit of a hesitancy of like, are they going to react positively to this yeah. or are I they going to be, are we going to shut down this conversation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I've, I've had those same experiences, you know, um, I think like when you shared that story about working at a restaurant, nobody wanting to work the Sunday, um, like lunch rush, Yeah, it was, it reminded me when I was in college, I worked in hotels mm. and there was, um, a Christian organization that would come there every year for the, one of their conferences. Mm -hmm. And it was a very similar experience where like these, um, these folks were just really unkind to our, a lot of our staff. And I was on the receiving 
receiving end of that sometimes. And I was the only Christian on staff at the hotel. And it was really tough for me because I was like, guys, you're kind of killing my witness here in this mm-hmm. space. Um, and so I think we've all had those experiences. Um, and it's it's good to kind of talk about them and bring bring them to, to light. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Awesome. Yay, Christians. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, so I didn't really grow up as a Christian. My family, my parents, they would uh, take us to church every once in a while. There were like, when I was in third grade, we went for a year. And I think eighth grade, we went for a year. Um, and they actually experienced uh, some, like a lot of judgment from mm. uh, people at church that they would go. A neighbor yeah. once invited us to her church. That's the first one that we went to for a year. And they ended up not leaving because they just didn't feel welcomed, you know. Mm-hmm. They lived, you know, they're a, a lifestyle that, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't polished. I yeah. guess that's the best way to put it. Um, and actually, they don't go to church today because of that. They, they, um, they both are followers of Jesus. They um, read their Bible. They listen to, you know, worship music, podcasts, and all that stuff. But because of that hurt, they're just at this point in their stage... Oh, that's the, I think they're okay with me saying this. <laughs> I'll text them. Better They'll be check. Like, yeah, 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 I'll check. No, um, but they're just not at a place where they, you know, they are ready to go through the hurt that they've experienced. But yeah. for me, um, so, you know, that was, I was just so young, but when I was in high school and I was really kind of grasping with what does it look like to follow Jesus? Who is Jesus? I wasn't following him. Mm-hmm. And there was a friend uh, who uh, really was talking to me a lot about Jesus. And I'm like, man, I don't know about this thing. I don't know about this faith thing. And then after a few years, I decided, like, I'm in. Like, I'm going to follow Jesus. And um, and at first, I was just kind of hesitant, hesitant because, um, you know, just how my family has ex- had experienced just a harsh um reception from different Christians. And I thought Christians were kind of weird. <laughs> they did a lot of weird things. And yeah. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. uh, and then, but what was interesting though, um, I decided to follow Jesus and I was just kind of, my friend invited me into his kind of Christian circle. And what was interesting was that most people didn't really accept me. Hmm. Um, again, I came from kind of a rougher upbringing and, um, I think they, they could tell that and I wouldn't get invited to things that a lot of people were invited to. Um, you just could tell that you got, I got a cold shoulder. So that was just something really interesting to navigate when I was younger to be like, okay, I'm risking myself to join this new family. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when I got in, they didn't really accept me with open arms like my parents received. So that was, that was hard. That was hard. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry yeah. you went through that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I have, I mean, I have a little bit of a similar story too. I won't rehash too much of it, but I didn't grow up in the church and my dad actually left the church. Um, he grew mm. up in the church and left because he had such hard experiences with Christians in the church where he grew up. And uh, when I decided to become a Christian and start following Jesus. It was really hard for our relationship, me and my dad, because he had been so hurt and had just walked away and wrote off the Bible on faith at all costs that he was convinced sort of that I think it was like a phase that I would grow out of and that eventually I'd come to my senses and leave. Um, And I mean, you know, um, he's not with us anymore, so I don't know how he would feel today, but I think um, it was, it was challenging. It was a challenging transition for me too. So... And yeah, 
And again, I don't want, I mean, the purpose of this podcast episode isn't for us to, you know, really rip on Christians, right. but, as you know. As two semi-professional Christians here. As two, yeah, <laughs> as two semi-professional, like we are, like, yeah, anyway, um, we help make church happen. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and with that, like, I do feel the weight yeah. of making church happen and the weight of just all of the negative connotations that Christians have. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a professional that person, and I know that. Um, but with that, like, we're talking about how Christians might not have a, have a bad or not might not have a good rep on some things. But, you know, in the message and really the teaching team, we kind of um, wanted the message collectively to go in the direction of the church's family. Yeah. So what people um, may or may not know, any sermon you hear at Blackhawk, you have around probably 15 people in the room. Mm-hmm. All, if not most, have um, you know a graduate degree in some type of theology. Some have a doctorate. And uh, if someone doesn't, they're probably working. They're working towards it. Yeah, it's a diverse group of people in uh, terms of age, culture, gender, and everyone's speaking into every message. Yeah, and so uh, which is really really cool because it's not like Chris Dolson's message, Michael Napstad's message, right. you know, Matt Metzger's, Charles Yu, so on and so forth. It's a, a body of a bunch of people. And so when we decided, hey, we're going to, we want to go in the direction of family, mm-hmm. not a perfect team, but a family, um, we decided that, yep, that's scriptural. That's what Jesus and God seem to be doing, Old Testament and New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we talked for a, a long time and it didn't make it too much into my message because I had to cut like, Man, I had to cut like 20 minutes yeah. from it when I was done. I mean, there's so much you could talk about. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. But one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about but really didn't is just the um, unhealth of families because mm-hmm. families aren't perfect. Yeah. And not only that, some families can be very damaging and harmful and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's interesting, and maybe I'll ask this question to you, Veronica, like uh, with that, if... If the Bible seems to say that um, believers are a part of a family, what about someone who comes from an unhealthy family? How do yeah. you how do you navigate that transition, like from an unhealthy family to maybe an unhealthy family? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard. I think you brought up some good points in your talk about like seeking churches that are healthy and have the markers of a healthy church. And I mean, there's always going to be things that you don't know, um, you know, about any, any people, um, really, or, but especially any, you know, church or any organization that you belong to, but really kind of seeking those markers can be helpful, um, to make sure, you know, everything sort of seems on the up and up and is aligned and asking questions. If you have questions, our, our staff are so open to Mm. answering questions and talking to people from our church. I think sometimes people are a little nervous to like reach out to us because, um, we seem like a big organization, but our staff love talking to Blackhawkers and answering any questions that they have. It like truly makes our day. So I think going to a place where you can ask some of those questions and aren't shut down is really helpful. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you have to trust that God is sovereign over that place. And you're not necessarily putting your trust in those people, mm-hmm. but you're putting your trust in God and, mm-hmm. and putting your faith in him. And if he's calling you to be part of that family, to kind of try, to put your trust in that. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, I have a, I'll just share a little bit of my story. Um, I have a, a different and a little bit of a unique perspective. So I'll say right now, like my family, we're close. We love each other. Uh, we've been through a lot. A lot of us have been through different types of counseling. And we've, but when we were growing up, we had some, some pretty rough patches. Now we're good. We're close. We're solid. Growing up, it wasn't that case. And for me, one of the things that um, propelled me into the church, so I talked about my friend and his kind of youth group family, but mm -hmm. um, I also went to, a, a, you know, a different church and had a far different experience. Um, and I really felt like that church that I went to embraced me as family. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't, I didn't know what or why they were doing it, but I went from kind of an immediate family um, that didn't really show love the way that I needed it uh, when I was younger. And this church that just embraced me and showed me love ended up, my, the senior pastor ended up giving me a job and a place to stay and wow. food to eat. And it was just kind of wild. And when I first started like opening the Bible and reading it, I came across a verse. I don't have it memorized right now, but it's in Isaiah about how God uh, puts the lonely in family. Hmm. And that was just a profound thing for me. Uh, that I got to experience this. It was a really small, tiny church. Yeah. Them just welcomed me in, welcomed me in as a part of their family, and that, like, that changed me. So, um, and I, I guess the reason I bring that up is, you know, every human being we're all so we just we're all so different, and we have different experiences, and in the idea of healthy family when it comes to church or your own immediate family, we're all going to come at it in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of wild family. Um, okay. So here's another question, Veronica. Mm -hmm. What about people who have great relationships with their family, but have been hurt by other Christians? Yeah. I mean, that's tough too. I think we, we've both shared um, experiences where we've been hurt by other Christians and um, it, can feel really challenging, but I think there's also, again, in a healthy church space, there's an invitation to move towards that and mm -hmm. to learn what like healthy conflict resolution looks like mm -hmm. and to, um, yeah, really just kind of lean in and ask questions, get that person's perspective, see where they're coming from. I had a, a pastor when I was in college who would say, you know, if we're if we're not close enough to hurt each other, we're probably not close enough. Because wow. when you're in intimate relationship with people, you're gonna hurt each other. You're gonna hurt each other's feelings, you know, at some point. Um, and and sometimes it causes, you know, it causes damage that needs to be dealt with, and you have to kind of work through those things. Yeah. Um, but so I think you kind of have to take it on the level of. Well, how how much hurt has been caused? Because if mm. it's significant, you know, spiritual, yeah. emotional, verbal <laughs> abuse, anything like that, obviously that's a different situation. Yeah. But if it's like you know, um, a misunderstanding or a miscommunication or just like, hey, you know, Michael said something that really like didn't land well with me yeah. and it hurt. Um, that's an invitation for me to move to which, for the record, has not happened. But that's, a, that's an invitation. I hope it does. <laughs> For us to like move towards that, right? And yeah. to experience that reconciliation and what that can look like. And the fruit that that provides is actually greater intimacy yeah. and um, like more trust built yeah. than um, if we 
just walked away from that and left it the way it was, you know? Yeah, that's so good. I had a counselor once a few years ago say there's a difference between hurt and harm. Mm, uh, if you're in a relationship a with someone, whether it's you're dating them or family, whatever, friendship, coworker, you're going to hurt each other. I mean, I'm just saying exactly what you said. Yeah. Like you're going to hurt each other. That's normal. You're going to step on toes. You should hurt each other, not intentionally, but yeah. you know, that's going to happen. Harm is different. Harm is typically is intentional harm is like, I want to devalue this mm -hmm. person who was created in the image of God. Um, I want to put myself above them. Harm is not okay. Yeah. You know, and I shared in, um, in my message where there was a senior pastor who not only sexually harassed um, one of our, one, a fellow intern when I was an intern, but that same senior pastor tried to convince me to leave ministry. It was just not healthy. That was harm. Yeah. That was harmful. Um, I would not go back, you know. Um, I would not try to find a church that I, I see doing harm to people. But churches are going to hurt people, you yeah. know, because families hurt people. People hurt people. And it's it's not okay. But when that happens, exactly like, like you said, we're invited to move towards each other. And often like when I'm like in my own family or friend relationships, mm -hmm. if someone hurts me or when they hurt me, I have a decision to make. Yeah. Am I going to let that stew and then bridge like this bigger gap between us? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to go to them and say, hey, can we have a conversation? Because often they don't know that they hurt me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that for me too, there's always like a little bit of an inside look of like, am I being, am I feeling hurt for the right reasons? You know, I mean, we don't, yeah. you know, we want to view things accurately, but I know sometimes I get my feelings hurt because I, because of something going on with me, like yep. my own emotions, my own perspective, something that when someone like really didn't do anything wrong. Um, I remember actually there was a one time where someone said to me, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Was that too harsh? Did it hurt your feelings? I said to her, I said, it, it did hurt my feelings, but it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Yeah, like yeah. I just wasn't in a good place emotionally yeah. to receive that because I'm feeling stressed. I'm tired, you know? Yeah. Um, so it doesn't mean that you did a bad thing. It just means that like I was tired and stressed. So of course it hurt my feelings. So, but like, again, having that conversation was helpful and me being able to recognize like I wasn't in a place to receive that well, even mm -hmm. though she didn't do anything wrong or say anything wrong. Yeah. Um, and so for I think, her, oh, sorry. No, I just was going to reiterate. I think there's a, there's an invitation there for us to examine ourselves and to yep. move towards the other person. 100%. Yeah, that's good. And I was going to say too, that, um, you know, a healthy relationship also isn't her walking on eggshells to be like, right. oh my goodness, like I might hurt Veronica. I might hurt Veronica. Like she needs to be fully who God created her to be as right. you, uh, are invited to be fully who God created you to be too. Yeah. And I love how you said like, Nope, I was just in a place, you know, where I was, you know, easily hurt. So yeah. that's good. And I think that that's the church family too. Like, yeah. you know, you got a bunch of imperfect people trying to follow a perfect God. That's one recipe for disaster. <laughs> but two, you know, what does it look like for us to love each other and love other people? Um, and what does it look like to do that being our full authentic selves? Yeah. So. Yeah. And who God created us to be and mm -hmm. called us to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of, uh, I know uh, we have different questions, but mm -hmm. that was one of the reasons why the teaching team and I thought that we would use um, health as something to go into. Like what does a, a healthy family, a healthy church yeah. family look like? I think we all, um, you know, we know what it's like when we're a part of a healthy family or mm -hmm. we know what a healthy family looks like, um, whether we're in one or not. 
And so we just thought, like, what does it look like for us to use health as a church, you know, and link yeah. it to following Jesus, because there is a difference. Like when you are a part of a church community, whether it's like a big C church, um, like Blackhawk is a ch- big church, you know, mm-hmm. or um, or just a, a gathering of believers. Yeah. Um, you, you can tell when someone's healthy. You yeah. can tell when people are saying like, I want to put you above myself. Like I want to help you flourish in God. There's a lot of selflessness that comes with that, just yeah. like in a family. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, what does it look like to be a healthy family? Yeah. And it's not always the most flashy, right? Like, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the least flashy, you mm-hmm. know, when you're really trying to move towards authentic relationship and towards that selflessness and humility and putting putting one another first. Um, that's not that's not the most like flashy or no. polished. No, it's good. All right. So we talked about we talked about a couple of different scenarios here, but I also know of some people that like know Jesus, love Jesus, will identify as a follower of Jesus openly, but they don't want to call themselves Christians and don't want to be a part of a church body. Um, maybe yeah. maybe similar to your you know some My, of your family yeah. members, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's really possible? Man, that's a good question. I I mean I think ultimately yes but I don't think it's God's intention or design. Hmm. Um, Tell me more. Yeah. So I'll just kind of close the loop really quick on my parents. Like I, my hope for them, (laughs) I'm going to talk to them before this airs. And I know, (laughs) I know my parents really well. They'd be like, no, you can say that. Um, They, they have nothing to hide. They're, you know, they're uh, confident people, but um, they just have some hurt that they, they're, they know that they need to navigate and they will, they will. And so I can see like a, a good future, future for them. Um, they have found it in different ways. Mm. So, um, my mom and my dad, they do have friends. They do have other family members that they, that, um, they constantly talk, uh, talk about Jesus with each other. Um, and so for right now that, that is, is helpful, but it, this has been my encouragement to my parents for the past few years. Um, Mm -hmm. we've, we've had a lot of conversations on this that like, I think, that God's design is for us to be uh, gathered with other people, you know, regularly um, so we can experience what it looks like to live out the mission of God as a family. Yeah. All throughout the Bible, you see you see God calling family, God calling people. When, when God came to Abraham, um, it was his family that was going to be uh, the fo- followers of Yahweh. And um, there's then tribes develop from that. It's it's a people group, and I think that's beautiful because like we image God. Yeah. Uh, when we are together, like we are created in. I mean Genesis one twenty seven. We are created in the image of God. We are created in the image of community, mm-hmm. in the image of family. God is three in one, and we image Him best when we don't do it solo. Um, I don't even know if we can image God when we're when we're by ourselves. Yeah. And so, and I think there's something powerful and something beautiful when we get together and we try to put someone above one another um, so that people can know the love of God. In family, that's when you learn what forgiveness can look like. I have two brothers, let me tell you. We had to learn what forgiveness looked like. Yeah. That's how you learn how to how, what grace looks like. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to learn these deep theological ideas by yourself. 
I don't know if you can. And, um, and the beauty of that is the more you learn what it looks like to forgive each other, to love each other, to put someone, you can't put someone above yourself if you're by yourself. Um, when we learn what that could look like, man, and then we model this heart change that we've experienced to the world, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. But I know a lot of people wouldn't want that because that requires some heart work that they have to navigate. And yeah. it's easier to hide and uh, try to, you know, try to protect yourself from all hurt. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately you're going to really end up hurting yourself because you're missing out on community, the richness that God has for everyone. So I think, um, I th- and I think that really ties to God's mission about going, making disciples, mm-hmm. um, showing the love of God uh, to the world it's really hard to do that by yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, that's the way we've built a lot of our systems here at Blackhawk, right? Like mm-hmm. we have community groups for that reason. Uh, a lot, I get asked probably a couple of times every semester about why we don't have more like online courses or why we don't record our mm-hmm. courses that happen in person. And part of that reason is because I want people to be doing it in community because I think there's yep. so much spiritual transformation that happens in community. And there's something really special there that if I'm watching a lecture on a screen by myself and not talking to anybody about it, that I will get something out of that, but it's not going to be the same as when I do it in embodied community. So like, that's, that's really why we do some of the things that we do the way that we do them here. Yeah. And I also, I just think of like, I, I just love the Old Testament and the New Testament and what God has done through um, his people. So like when he called Abraham, Isaac, yada, 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 they followed God. Then the, the whole Exodus thing happened and they were in the wilderness. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then God brought them to the promised land, which would later be Israel. And it's positioned, and Charles has talked a lot about this, but it's positioned in like a very uh, intentional trade route for people to, it's not the best land, but it's yeah. like a land where, where multiple different people groups would have to pass through and trade. And the idea was, hey, you guys live as family and put each other before yourself, model what God's love looks like, yeah. follow these rules. And then when people would come and trade, they would say something's going on there. Yeah. There's radical love. There isn't any, um, there isn't poverty. There isn't hunger. Like, God, this family is taking care of each other. And the idea was for them to go out and say, hey, we got it. Something's something's different here. And it's all from God. Like these people are following God as family and it's, they're living this radical way we didn't think possible. Well, now fast forward to the New Testament. Um, This one family is in the upper room and then the Holy Spirit comes and people can speak different languages. And basically the church went mobile. The church went from this one people group to everyone. And Jesus was even like, hey, go out, make disciples, all nations. So now the church is mobile. It's not just one place, but the idea is the same. How can we live as people who... um, who put each other above one another, who are modeling the love of God. And wherever they're at now, people can look at them and say, something's different. They're following a God. And I want that. Yeah. Again, it's hard to do that by yourself. That's true. That is yeah. a good point. That is a great point. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, even just thinking about like you touched on it briefly, but there are historians that talk about, you know, pointing to that have written about Christians and pointing to the way they behave and the way they take care of each other and the things that they, they do that would be different. Um, and I think there's, you even mentioned like when you were growing up, like some of the Christians are weird and Mm -hmm. like there's that weirdness is Mm -hmm. like really comes from acting like a family and loving each other and not, it's, it's so different from the rest of our culture yep. that we would not act out of selfish gain, but out of yeah. the good for the, the good of the whole and the good yeah. of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of the two greatest commands where uh, Jesus said, basically love God and love others. Yeah. Like you, you can't love God without, like yeah, there's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Like in order to love God, you're relating with him, you're talking with him. Um, you're saying, okay, what does it look like to follow you? Yeah. Um, you can't love God alone. And obviously you can't love other people alone. <laughs> like, right. And again, I know I know we both kind of touched touched on this, but the easy way out is isolation. Mm-hmm. The easy way out is to get all your information on YouTube or TikTok or Insta- whatever social media platform. Um, that's easy, but easy isn't always healthy. Yeah. Easy isn't always constructive. Easy isn't always the best for you. I know that, I mean, so much of life, hard is better in a way. Like if you want to, let's say, I mean, there's so many different examples that you can that you can do going to school. Like if you want to get an education, that's hard. That's not yeah. fun. If you, let's say you want to um, perform well in a sport, um, that, there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. Yeah. So um, you're going to get hurt when you're in a community. You're going to get hurt in a family and that's okay but it's what you do after you're hurt that matters. Yeah. 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 So I want to take us a little bit different direction here because we've talked about our responses as followers of Jesus, but I really want to get to this point where you talk about Jesus's response to the unhealthy churches, because I truly have not really thought about those verses very much before your talk. And it seems a little out of character for Jesus, right? We get these like glimpses of him acting a little differently than we expect him to. And this is one of those spaces. So I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about that passage. Yeah. Yeah. This was this. Yeah. It's interesting (laughs) in the teaching team, we were talking about this for a while uh, when it came to this, this message that most of the New Testament are letters from Paul and different, different people um, to church families. There were two church families on what it looks like, in my words, to move towards health mm-hmm. or what it looks like to follow Jesus. So the new, the, the whole, the new Testament, it's basically instruction of you're not doing it right in this area. Yeah. And you're doing it right in this area. Like, good job. Congratulations. And so I think viewing the different epistles, the different New Testament books as that, I think could be really helpful. Um, yeah. And the first, you know, the seven churches in Revelation that Jesus is um, encouraging John to write and communicate to, Jesus doesn't pull punches. <laughs> and, and you know, a part of me, like, not, I, it never was really deconstruction for me, but there, you know, uh, growing up and when I would go to different youth groups or just different churches that really leaned into the grace and the grace of Jesus, mm-hmm. man, that's beautiful. Like, I need the grace of Jesus. We need that. Yeah, we all do. Um, but I feel, and grace grace is the foundation. Like, we're only saved through grace. We are never going to be able to uh, work our way to God's love. Like, we, it's all about grace. 
but also like there's a standard that if we are to bear Jesus's name and to say God is our father, like every, every family has house rules. Like Mm. in my family, I can't just be like, I'm going to take whatever food that I want. Like I want the car today, parents, you know, like I'm going to move into your bedroom. Like there's (laughs) like, I'm taking the TV. Like, no, there's every family has rules, you know, on what it looks like to love each other well and for Mm -hmm. everyone to experience belonging well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those rules come from our parents, you know? Yeah. And, And I'm talking about a healthy family dynamic right now, but I think it's similar to Jesus and his family, you know, um, people will know you are followers of me when you love God and Mm -hmm. you love others. And when we don't follow just what, what Jesus is encouraging his family to do, then Jesus isn't the kind of like dad (laughs) that's going to be like, okay, there's grace. I love you. He's like, no, not in my house. Like you can't do, you actually can't do that. My love for you isn't going to change, but if you continue to act like you're not a part of this family, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to ask yourself, do you want to be a part of this family? Yeah. Because you're not acting like it. And so the church in Laodicea, they, you know, it, they use this kind of term lukewarm. They weren't hot. Mm. They weren't cold. They weren't like following Jesus all the way, but they weren't fully, you know, like abandoning him. And Jesus was like, hey, if you're in my, in my family, you need to be in it. Yeah. Like, um, and I think that it's speaking towards intentionality of like, where's your heart at? Where, where's your intention at? And, you know, from not super studying uh, Laodicea um, and, and all that was going on in the cultural context, um, a lot of people can suggest that these people were like, yeah, I'll follow them when I feel like it. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I'll, I'll kind of show up. And oh, I don't really want to do that. And Jesus is like, hey, this is a pattern. And like, you need to choose one or the other. Um, yeah. And I feel like it. I feel like the health of the family is so important to Jesus that He's like, in or out, or I'm going to make that decision for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, Jesus, isn't they use the word vomit? Like, ho. Oh. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a it's a challenge for sure of like um, examining our own hearts of like, are we really in this with Him? Yeah. Um, but I think it's also a comfort too of like He is on our side. He's for us. Um, but he's also, he also ultimately knows like who's in and who's out, right? Like he knows who's really following him and, um, giving their best and like really devoted to him. Um, so I think, I I think there's comfort and challenge in that both. Yeah. What's your, I'm interested. What's, what's your kind of, I mean, I know you just kind of gave in, in, uh, a response, but what's your response to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean <laughs> that those were some graphic, uh, yeah. some graphic words there. But I think too, like like you said, Jesus doesn't pull any punches. He just yeah. is like he's gonna say it. He's gonna go straight at it. And I think there's actually clarity in that. And um, for me, as uh, as you know, I'm mm-hmm. a pretty direct communicator, so I, I like, like that it. About you. I like it. Like let's just let's just call it like it is and and move towards it. Um, and be straightforward. There's no ambiguity there of like, Jesus wants, wants us. He wants all of us and he wants us to be committed and he wants us to follow him. He wants us to love God. He wants us to love one another. So there's no, there's no ambiguity about that. Like we have a clear mandate. And so I think that that for me, like I said, is a little bit comforting. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It is challenging, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are times when it would be more convenient or easier to, 
not do some of those things yeah. to like just show up to church on Sunday and uh, check my box and then mentally forget about it the rest of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it's, that's not, that's not what he wants for us. And that's yeah. not what he wants from us. And there's so much um, beauty when we really lean in and when we um, sit before him and ask him like, okay, God, like I'm, I'm all in, what do you want from me? And it is like scary sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also just like really beautiful. That's good. Yeah. And I love that God's posture, you know, when, <laughs> I mean, Again, it, it was what he's his response to later is he is pretty intense. Yeah. But like I don't think it comes from an in, like it comes from anger or malice. No. I mean God yeah. is love, you mm-hmm. know. And um I think he wants the best for the church in Laodicea. Yeah. Um he's not there to just punish them because they're not, you know, acting the way that he knows that they should act. He wants the best for him, and I think yeah. he wants the best for for Laodicea. Yeah. For people who aren't followers. Um, I think Jesus knows like what could happen when people actively link arms and try to follow him. Mm -hmm. And I think that that wasn't happening. And Jesus is like, man, there's so many people who are are so close to knowing who I am. You guys got to act a little bit different because like, like people's lives are at stake, (laughs) you know, and he wants the best for them. Yeah. And I also, something that we've been talking about is what is it, what, what does it look like when you don't engage as family, when you just kind of try to be a Christian on your own? Um, uh, man, I've, I've had the chance to be able to lead a few different, uh, college ministry groups. And let me tell you, there's a difference when someone chooses not to, not to come, mm-hmm. when, uh, someone is active and, and fully giving themselves to the community, when they aren't there, they might not feel like it's noticed, man, as the pastor, I can feel it. Yeah. Our community is different when every person who is a part of it, when, when people make the decision not to show up, it really changes yeah. the community and not for the best. And uh, so I think that every single person, it matters when you show up, yeah. not so that, oh, we have such a big church group. No, who cares? I don't care about that. Yeah. Like that doesn't matter. But there's something that is powerful that happens when people come together and they try to follow Jesus and they encourage each other, they correct each other. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, the community at large changes. Um, I know we're talking about a lot of different good things, but uh, I forgot who mentioned it, but someone once said that if you want to know the effectiveness of your church, imagine what it would be like if it wasn't there. How different mm. would the community be? Yeah. For some some church communities, honestly, it might be better, sadly. But for some, the community might really be hurting without knowing it if that church family wasn't there. Yeah. So what does it look like for us to be the type of community where if we were gone, Madison would hurt without knowing it? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. And I think it like really invites you into a little bit of like prayer of what could be too, of like Mm. what are, I mean, if we feel comfortable where we are, then to ask God, like, how can you, how can we do this just a little bit more? Like, how can I love the people around me just a little bit more to where it's just a tiny bit uncomfortable? You know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm selling all my possessions to give them to the church because we, we want you guys to have your possessions. But, um, (laughs) but how can we just like take that one little step more to make it just a little bit less comfortable and a little more towards other people, I think is always, that invitation is always there. That's great. 
Well, this has been a really great conversation, Veronica. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap <laughs> it up. But hey, we will be here next week. Um, and until then, we just want to encourage all of us, just kind of what you were saying, what does it take to uh, look like to just take one step to yep. love someone a little bit more? So let's do that this yeah. week. Thanks. So, and great. by the way, if you guys have any questions, you can always email us at podcast at blackhawkchurch.org. Yep. We'll answer. All right. Talk all right. to you guys next week. Next week. <laughs>